Okay, Evie Sue, my love. Do you wanna do you wanna say hello to all of the wonderful people out there? Hello. <laughs> say, tell them what your name is. My name's Evelyn. What do you like to do, Evelyn? I like to do art and color. You do. Do you have some good friends? Benny, Chloe, Braxton. Nice. It feels good to have friends, huh? Yeah, I think so too. Okay, cool. We're going to get started. I love you, Ev. <laughs> Hey. What's up, what's up? It's your girls. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And this is the podcast, I Totally Relate. Well, you're sitting down with Rissy and Shelves for um, I Totally Relate. What's up, guys? We're so glad we're going to have some time together today. I'm really excited about what we have planned to talk about because I feel like it's a really, really big deal. It's important. We all participate in it. Like, we all have an experience Mm -hmm. with this. Yeah, we all have stories. Yeah. And I feel like it could be one of our greatest tools and assets to be able to, like, set that harmful tool down Mm. and really find ways to create safe spaces for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, before we actually jump into the conversation... I just want to set an invitation or mm-hmm. a little intention to just approach this with curiosity within yourself rather than judgment, rather than, you know, have this be a conversation of curiosity because it's something that we're, we've all had a grip on. We've all had a yeah. taste, right? Yeah. Like it's all been within us. And so we are dropping some hardcore shiz on gossip gossip hold on you just made me think of something so i think one of the reasons why it's important to acknowledge that a lot of judgment could come up about this topic is Mm. because we have all participated right and i think Mm -hmm. we all like to see ourselves as a good person oh we want our highlight reel yes yep and so when we do something that's so recognizably distasteful I think it creates a lot of shame in us like that's a very shaming it's like oh it's so embarrassing especially because gossip is something that's hidden you're doing it behind somebody's back it's something that you are doing thinking that no one is around and not wanting it to go back to someone um and so I do think it does create shame right because it's a secret and I think secrets naturally create shame yeah oh I think Brene Brown said that what up, girl? What up, Brene? Um, so it's it's knowledge. It's truth. It's yeah, like, it's just... This if is, Brene said it, it's true. This is accepted <laughs> fact from now on. It's science. Um, okay, so here's the deal. We, I love that you brought that up, trying to be compassionate with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's especially important for me because I'm going to share an experience in which, like, it is so... And it's so embarrassing. But the point is, I am sitting down behind this microphone as not the expert and not somebody Mm -hmm. who's like, listen up, everybody, do as I'm doing. But I think it's just important to be like, hey, this is where I've come from. And I'm learning that as I not participate in that as much, I feel elevated. I feel 
I feel closer to like my true self. I'm just, I don't have all the answers, but I think it's really important for, especially as women, to sit down and talk about this because, yeah. I mean, you, it goes along with that stereotype of like, oh, cattiness and, and like bitchiness. And so sure. I feel like this would really do us um, all a service. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's very hard to do. Yeah. Well, I just think that like gossip is such a negative and heavy energy yeah and it's I mean it's something that we're all guilty of and I do think that it's something that needs to stop you know actually when I started reframing the way that I thought about gossip was I talk about her all the time but one of my friends who used to do my eyelashes Amy who runs the Instagram account Cafe Binge she has a podcast and one of her podcast episodes she specifically titled it like a naughty word we need to stop saying or something and it was gossip and it was how you know as women we are our biggest advocates or our biggest enemies and it can be really toxic things that are going about and I think that we've all been subject to a story that's been exploited or a rumor or something. I think that we've all been affected by the harm Mm -hmm. of gossip and we've also participated in the undoing of someone else um, through gossip. And so I think that like naturally, like as human beings, we want to defend. I think that it's important. Like we do try to uh, present our best selves and we we want to be remembered as the hero because we're, we're individuals and we want our best selves to be put out there in the world. And so when we're criticized or our shortcomings are brought up, I think it naturally brings up a little bit of a wall. Defensiveness. Yeah, absolutely. That's our ego talking. And so just to be curious to, um, yeah, just to to be curious rather than judgmental towards yourself. And I think that curiosity allows change. Yeah. So. That was beautiful, Shelbs. Thanks. I love that. (laughs) What are your thoughts on gossip? How do you how okay. do you feel about it? <clears throat> well, I I I hate it. Um, also, I have a lot of shame and embarrassment about it, and I'll I'll share uh, I'll dip into that experience where this was uh, several years ago. I don't have kids. My husband's in a band, and like all of the wives of the band hang out together, right? So mm-hmm. we're like all besties. Mm-hmm. The guys are on the road, and the wives are always like like we're each other's tribe, right? Totally. So we th- there was one band member who like often brought another girl to the situation. Uh, he was single and so he would bring like what you know, girlfriends around as we're all hanging out and and so this one particular time he brought this girl. I mean, she was beautiful. She was very beautiful. She was wearing a t-shirt with, like, the arm holes ripped out, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, almost... It's just, like, a lot of side boob. There's a lot of side boob, no bra. She's, like, gorgeous. It's a gorgeous girl. And so... She's babing. She's babing big time. And, you know, at the time, mm-hmm. I can only see judgment, right? Mm. At the time, I'm in not a good health... Or mind health place, and so... Yeah, like, I, the lens that you have on is of judgment. Yes, and so... Uh, but now as I look back on it, I can see a very scared and insecure girl Yeah, feeling like, oh my gosh, 
I cannot compete with you. You are beautiful. Therefore, my only tool is to tear you down. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get we'll get into how. Yes. We, gossip kind of reflects that. But. So that's what I'm seeing now as I look back on it. Right. And mm-hmm. so we're hanging out with this girl this one night and. And the next day, so we're like Utah County girls, right? The next day, we decide we want to go to the Gateway to go shopping. So we, like, we leave counties. We're in a different county the next morning. It's a Sunday morning. We're going to go shopping. And we're all trying on clothes in a, in a certain store. And we're in the, all, like, all of us girls, we're, we're, like, in one dressing room. We're just hanging out. Right. We're talking. We're chit-chatting. I've been there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I am just, like, shit-talking this girl. Like, oh, yeah, you're, you're recounting the last Oh, night. my gosh. I'm, you know, just, like, I'm saying things about, like, how slutty she is, how easy she is. I'm, like, obvi- it's obvious because, like, so-and-so brought her around. Like, she's going to be gone next week. There's going to be another girl who replaces repl- her. Like, yeah. I am just saying mean, terrible things about this girl and her character. Like, I am obliterating her character. So In casual conversation. In casual conversation. In the dressing room. In public. Right? We walk out of the dressing room at the same time that the person next to us walks out of the dressing room. And I shit you not, it it was that girl that I just verbally land blasted. She was in the dressing room next door and she heard everything I said about her. And she runs past us and we're just like, oh my gosh, was that her? And then we find out later on that day that her boyfriend, who we know, who we're friends with, was at that mall and we're like oh my gosh you guys went to the same mall we did at the same time and she was in the dressing room at the same time that I say all this terrible stuff about her so that's pretty embarrassing that's really embarrassing now also what are the odds oh (laughs) like that it makes my stomach drop that makes it makes the pit fall in like I can't even imagine that moment, mm-hmm. oh, how yeah. I would have eaten my words immediately. Yep. Nope. I mean, probably in real life I did, but is that what I portrayed? Of course not. No. I doubled down and I'm like, well, if she didn't want to be so hurt by it, maybe she shouldn't have been a slut. Like, mm. sorry. So instead of me dealing with the consequences of like how much I verbally tore down another person, instead I put the blame back on her and I'm saying uh. she asked for it. Isn't that so messed up? It all of this is like in effort to like save my own reputation because sure. I know that like that was that was terrible and so my only response now is to like dig my heels in and like really defend myself. Sure. So you know like that idea of like okay, if what if the person you were talking about heard what you were saying? Like that's not like a mystical idea to me and I'm just like oh no yeah that could actually very well happen and then how are you going to feel and so and what are you going to do right Mm -hmm. um which are imperative questions um I've never asked myself that (laughs) question right (laughs) maybe like I did that because of like but like ask yourself that question because okay because okay so now from this bird's eye perspective, years beyond, you've learned so much, you've yeah. grown so much. Like there's so much reflection, right, yeah. from that lesson. Like asking yourself that question, if somebody were to overhear what I'm saying, like 
doubling down is a human nature. It's a human nature. It was very natural. I didn't think about it. It just kicked in and that's what I did. Right. And so I think that 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 level of awareness is key. And I don't think you can rely on the moment to think that you're going to act like the bigger person. Right. So from a different lens, you would say, oh, wow. I ought to have had humility. Yeah. I should have yes, pulled yes. her aside and right, like looking back, yeah. that would have been maybe what you would yeah. have wanted to do yeah. as the person that you are. Yeah. But being caught by surprise, not knowing, feeling embarrassed and shamed. My you, worst instincts kicked in. Doubled down. Yeah. Ah, like that is so yeah. Oh, I can't even, Carissa, that feeling in yeah. my body, like, I, I, it, like, I feel that, like, what is it called? That secondhand embarrassment? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you probably do, because that was embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it I was really. I hate that that happened to oh you. Oh, my gosh, I know, and you want to know what? So, at the time, I mean, I probably felt like I hate that that happened to me, too, but now with all this time that has passed, what I really think about is, like, I hate that that happened to her. I hate that that happened to her. Like, oh my gosh, like bless her little heart. Like, could you imagine like hearing people that like maybe you were hoping could be your friends just like say the most cruel things about you? Like what a terrible feeling she must have been experiencing. And then as she runs away, you know, I, Embarrassed. I, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I really feel like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. Do I not want to be that person who? puts off that kind of energy no I don't but more so like I don't want to be the person who like puts that kind of harm into the world because that was (laughs) that was a punch in the gut to say the least you know for both of us so yeah and I think that your heart is showing right here (laughs) as you have tears in your eyes with remorse like that is so first of all that's such a beautiful reflection on realizing the person that you feel for is not yourself but the person that was caused harm you're bringing up something that is a yoga teaching and it's so beautiful as I was journaling I to kind of think of like my thoughts and you know the the ripples or the consequences that come with gossip. And so I had heard this story, this jaw dropping, spine tingling, (laughs) like pit in your stomach story that you're like, oh my gosh, I would hate to have done that. And I would hate to have that happen to me, but I cannot lie. I have been inside of Mm -hmm. dressing rooms with my close friends, Mm -hmm. obliterating someone else's character. And it also brings me shame and it brings me remorse. And I was given the grace of someone not, or at least to my knowledge, someone not being in the room hearing me. Yeah. And being able to put a face to my name. There was probably women in the dressing room that could hear us. And that brings me shame, too. Um, But I think I've had the graces of not having the individual. So I feel sickened that that happened to you. And also (laughs) that individual, which is so sad. And as I was journaling this morning, uh, the yoga thought that I had is so in yoga, uh, Patanjali is a man that is coined the father of modern yoga. 
He codified the aspects of yoga into a collection of Sanskrit sutras, and which is what we know as Patanjali sutras today. Mm, okay. And he placed great importance on the sutra of Ahimsa. And Ahimsa in Sanskrit translates to non-harm or non-violence. Okay. And it means not even to not only to yourself but to the world and um, those who live on this planet here with us and so that extends to the kindness of creatures and also the extension of humanity meaning that we need to treat each other with respect and kindness and friendliness and the art of non-harm towards yourself and others means we need to be thoughtful and kind you know to everyone so a, a yogic lifestyle is pursuing one of non-harm and that includes gossip yeah. right yeah. and so when I first started reframing that and learning about yoga mm-hmm. it really right because the yogis believe that energy is something that is ever flowing and is always moving through you and to you yeah and so this idea that even if someone isn't in the room listening to you yeah you're still exuding you're dropping an energy out yeah into this world and we're all working with we're yeah, all, we're all interacting. then consuming it yes we're all then yes. consuming that And so I think that it's important that not only should you stop gossiping because if somebody's in the fucking dressing room right next to you, that's so embarrassing, not only for yourself, but for that individual, right? Like that that individual is experiencing something at the hand of your words. Yep. And fuck, that hurts. That's harmful, right? But also I love this idea, this like yogic principle of – we give out into this world and we also receive. And so really reframing and asking yourself, how am I talking of others? How am I talking yeah. of individuals who I know that I follow on Instagram, whose movies I watch, whose books I read, you know, whose opinion that I hear on the train, yeah. right? Like I think that really bringing awareness to the words that fall out of your mouth yeah. is imperative and you can only start there like I think a lot of the times in gossip we're talking or at least like the gossip that I've participated in has been some of like criticizing how other people move through the world yes like thinking that somehow I know better yeah for so and so yeah I really I really want to be remembered as kind and I also have a lot of shame in the moments As a human where I've had those shortcomings, I think that we had a podcast episode where Annie said that we want to be remembered as the good guy. Yeah. Or actually, hold on, maybe that's not true. I think I was listening to it in um, We Can Do Hard Things. Oh, yeah. Glennon Doyle's podcast where a sister was saying that like sometimes we're just the bad guy. Yeah. Wait, hold on real quick. You want to know what I love about that? You mistook Annie for Amanda. That's a high compliment. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, did I hear this from Annie or did I hear this from Amanda? <laughs> Which one was it? That's actually true. Okay, um, so. The context of the episode on 
on that is well sometimes like reaching back and apologizing is actually not okay yeah and like that's like kind of re-traumatizes yeah like it's breaking somebody's boundary like on is this apology even warranted yeah like are we, you we expect that it will be accepted and to accept that apology is a lot of work and yes. so maybe you don't want to have to do that yes and so she had said something like sometimes we just have to settle with the fact that we were just the bad guy mm, and yeah. so that concept or that principle really applies to the times that I've participated in gossip or harming someone else's character it brings me a lot of shame like I feel I feel really guilty especially because now as I'm you know looking back on myself I see clearly it's my insecurities it's my participation in um unawareness yeah in moving blindly through the world and thinking that my actions have zero consequences. Yeah. And the fact is, is that everything is a choice and every choice has a consequence. Yep. Good or bad. Striving to eliminate, you know, harm towards others is really important to me. And I want it to be important to you. I want it yeah. to be important to our listeners. I want it to be important to everyone because we have all been at the hand yeah. and we have all participated. Yeah. It really does. It just affects all of us. Mm-hmm. It really None does. of us are like free of this. Mm-mm. Which is so interesting. I mean, they do. That's what they say. Like talk is cheap, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's a really, it's a real easy way to not have to do your own work. Yes. It's a very easy way to like not accept or be accountable for your own things and just to like put somebody else down. Cheap way to, like, try to get to the top, so. Absolutely. And it's also a very egoic way to uh, move throughout your day. It's really, Mm, you know, it's really belligerent to believe that you have any sort of say or power or idea on anybody else's experience. It also, you know, it disconnects you from the flow of life of this interconnectedness, you know, because you're now putting yourself, you're dividing. It's a gossip is Mm -hmm. a very divisive way to harm others. And it it takes you out of, you know, your ability to be centered and grounded when you believe that you're better than someone you know yeah a book that's coming to mind is the anatomy of peace Mm. have you read it that book is incredible Mm -hmm. I read that in one day I could not put it down same well I I, okay I didn't read it in one day but I also (laughs) couldn't put it down the knowledge that I was drinking from that book on the large to very minuscule scale of dissecting peace in within ourselves and our society. The anatomy of peace uh, is transformative. And this book really came up when I was thinking of gossip. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and the learnings that I I received um, from reading that book. If you haven't read or listened to it, Freaking, Run, don't walk. Yeah, don't get absolutely. the anatomy of peace. Put it on your book list, right? Add it to your Goodreads. <laughs> um, but this book really came up because uh, through those teachings, I really learned how we cut ourselves off from humanity when we believe that we're better than, right? And gossip is a form of that. Mm-hmm. It's a form of 
positioning ourselves to be in a higher ranking than this individual that you're speaking of. And I think that it's just another way to keep ourselves distracted from doing our own inner work. Yeah. I truly believe that we are not here on this earth to do anything other than stay in our own lanes. Yes. Yeah. Just stay in your lane. Well, I think like, if, if we just learned just how to love ourselves, Right. We just have to learn how to love ourselves, Right. Which is doing your own work, which means reflecting on your own experience. How, you know, how is that? How was that evening for you? How was that morning for you? Right. How was that experience for you? And really, we should be striving to have that be our only focus. Yeah. When when we're speaking of another, it's distracting us from the work that we have yeah. here to do. Focusing on our own inner awareness allows us to do our own work, which means that we are moving through the world differently and choosing to participate in a different way. So it just opens up choice. Yeah. And I think that if we had a choice to do good or do bad. I think that our human nature naturally wants to gravitate towards good. But when we are just acting blindly yeah. without that awareness, we're just, we're, well, talk is cheap. We're going yeah. for that quick, easy hit. Like everybody yeah. wants it. It's yeah. it's convenient. It's right there at our yeah. tips. You know, it's as easy as picking up your phone. Yeah, yeah. But choosing to not participate like creates change not only for ourselves but it's a ripple effect right yeah yeah well think about this Shelby I mean I love how you said that it was divisive because one of the scariest things about Mm -hmm. that being divisive is it is divisive among women specifically oh absolutely and so if we are tearing each other down like if I'm around you and I'm hearing you say something terrible about Bethany right. I'm like oh note to self uh Shelby will say something bad about Bethany and so then Absolutely. my ability to be vulnerable and connected to you is then compromised so not only does it harm the relationship between the two who um, are speaking and being spoken of but it also harms the relationship of everybody who hears the speaking which is a really good point right because yeah when you think about the type of relationships that you want to participate in you know you want trust and safety and stability yeah that's a sure way of bringing distrust and discord to any relationship yeah yeah so it's like it's a very uh isolating behavior to participate in and it's very uh cyclical in its nature oh absolutely like a real rough spiral to try to get out of Ooh, and it's a time consumer, right? Like, yeah. Um, I think that it's a way that that like really eats up time. It's a really cheap hit of dopamine, right? Like, I think yeah. that I think that you know, just bringing curiosity toward yourself in moments, just realizing and trying to bring that awareness of how do I act yeah. when things like this come up and I like so for me like when gossip comes up like I start to notice you know there tends to be a buzz yeah you know there starts to be like this heightening you know somebody's voice starts to maybe get a little louder or there's like a hook 
people want to lean in. There's yeah. like a quick like, wait, yeah. what was that? <laughs> there is. It is and a buzzy energy that like snacks your attention. It is. It's like, you know, like sharks blood in the water, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. oh, hold on. I'm aware of this. And it's it's grabbing my attention. Um, I think because it's loud, it's screechy. There's like a tenseness to it. And there's almost an itching of, I got to know. Yeah. You know, when I was a a server, I say that serving is the epitome of drama and um, and gossip because. Oh, okay. In nature, I think I've said this on the podcast before, like in nature, serving is dramatic because you're with a group of people that are close to the same age because right there's a there's an age limit yeah. that allows you to you do this job. You can't be too young. Yeah, you can't be under 21, yeah. right? And so it tends to gravitate a young 20-year-old crowd. You've got the the wild card of an older um, person, but you never have the wild card of a younger, yeah. right? Because you can only be 21 in the yeah. state of well, I think in every yeah. state. You're also in demand of how many people are within the business. So you're only busy if there are a lot of customers. Okay. And when there are no customers, you have endless amounts of time, other than like your short duties that you might yeah. have. You might have to wash the counter, or do the dishes. Yeah. But you have more time. So you get to know deep details quickly about your coworkers okay. and their lives. And, and I think that any coworker that situation is true. Yeah. There's a lot of gossip that happens in workplaces. The art of serving is like, oh my gosh, I went on the sexiest date with this guy and oh my gosh, hold on. I have to go greet table four. <laughs> It's like, so there's like this hook. There's like, you're always in suspense. Yeah, you're like always waiting. So there's like, so I think that there's a lot of gossip and a lot of that energy that buzzes around. You're trying to satisfy that. Oh, yeah. Like, because you're like, you gotta know. You like, I feel like when you're in those environments, there's this like really heightened quickness to it. And, but I think that the moment that you leave, like you're you're done hearing the story, you're off of your work shift, you're out of that conversation. I think that if you brought awareness to how you felt, yeah. it would be drained. Yeah. It, it would be like, whoa. Zapped. Or agitated. Yeah. Bothered. Yeah. M- more impatient. Like I think it really more impatient, it yeah. affects the way that we move throughout our day. Yeah. And I think that if you're doing that in large amounts, it oh could... Oh my gosh, Shelby, you just explained something so incredible. Listen to this. Because we are wired for connection and we desire to be like accepted and Ooh. have a place of belonging, to be in um, an extended environment for a period of time in which you are in survival mode by like you need to know what did that person do so I don't do that Mm. what did they Mm. do what should I do about it like you're 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 like in this survival mode of trying to collect this information so that you know how to secure your attachment and your belonging in that group and so you're like good point your whole body has been in like you've tipped off survival mode well and you do and how exhausting is that oh it's exhausting and it like perks you up right like it keeps you on the edge of your seat it's like nails on a chalkboard yeah and it's addicting like it's absolutely like addicting um and I think that I think that bringing that awareness of how much do I participate in this how much time do I give to talking about other people rather than ideas thinking of myself how I could move differently 
you know, throughout my day. Yeah. Like, it's okay. a zapper. Okay. You know what I consider is doing the work? Like, when I think, like, oh, I'm just on my own healing journey and I'm doing the work. Yeah. What I have come to learn is, like, what doing the work means is becoming accountable for my own feelings. Mm. When I am accountable for my own feelings, then I know the best way to solve that problem or to get back to like a homeostasis of like feeling at peace or, or comfortable, right? Ooh, and I like so that. I like that definition. The way you are showing up in the world when you are gossiping is you are doing the absolute opposite of your work. Oh, absolutely. Which is making somebody else accountable for your feelings. Mm. I think that we can realize now that, like like you said, this is a real insecurity within ourselves. Oh, yeah. It's a real insecurity. Like, when you start to feel that sting of judgment for somebody else, the most impactful and, like, helpful thing you could do would be to be curious about your feelings. Yeah. Why do I not like that about her? I think that it would also – I don't think that it's about her. Exactly, because like, what, what, do, why is this making me mad about her? Because something in me wants what she has, or is fearful, is scared of what she has. Mm-hmm. There is something that is bringing on guard. This is bringing up an unpleasant yeah. memory. This is making me look at my own thing yeah. or avert attention from my own thing so I don't have to. This is making me like... Or fear that you're taking something from me. Fear that something is to be taken. Something is yours. Like I have to protect something. Mm -hmm. Really low mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low vibe. Very, very like not well thought. Yeah, And And it's enough to look at. And I mean, who doesn't want more joy? Who doesn't want more laughter? Yeah. More connection. Yeah. More comfort, more peace. Right. Yeah. Like, so you have to start asking yourself, what am I participating in? Yeah. And what am I doing? What are the factors that are prohibiting me from experiencing more joy, Mm. more laughter? Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, the friends that are sitting and gossiping are not the friends that are bringing smiles and love. Like it maybe is shocking. Like I think that if you were to really dig into yeah. the emotions that you're feeling, I, I I would challenge that it's not one of security and connection. Yeah. It might be buzzy. It might be making yeah. you feel something. Yeah. Like it's an energy for sure, but it's it's not love. Mm-mm. It's not calm, right? And yeah. I think that we have to take responsibility for our own lives and... Yeah. Being accountable for our own feelings. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it's also important, too, that there is, like, a time and place of discernment, right? Like, you mm-hmm. have to have discernment on what is and isn't. We can't always just be, like glorious fairies just skipping through the woods right yeah like there is a time and place of a boundary it's there's you know going back to this ahimsa or this act of non-violence that doesn't mean let's say punching is Mm -hmm. a violence or scratching is a violence okay yes 
What happens when a cougar jumps on your back? Are you going to punch? Are you going to scratch? I hope so. Yeah. Like, we have to have discernment. Well, and even, like, using discernment to decide, like you said, like, it's not like, okay, every time a group of girls get together, we just talk about rainbows and and fairy dust. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, okay, so, like, we can't talk bad about each other, so we can't say anything bad or whatever. And I think that's where this discernment comes in you know, incongruency with, like, being accountable for your own feelings. So, like, being able to voice to a friend, like, oh, I'm feeling real uncomfortable right now. And then rather than displacing that feeling on the other person, Uh now, now what if you, what if you and I instead have this conversation of, like, oh, Shelby, like, that girl is so beautiful. Like, it's making me really doubt my own beauty. Yeah. Now, now what kind of connection are you and I having? Yep. What type of door did you just yeah. open? I just, uh, I just, you know, and then once again, discernment. Can you be that vulnerable in front of everybody? Probably not. Probably not. But knowing, but having discernment about like who are your safe spaces. Mm-hmm. And then rather than wasting our time, mm-hmm. just tearing everyone else down, finding real moments where you could really connect. And that's where like growth and and mm. like a deep connection comes from, right? Like Absolutely. now you know this thing about me and and holding space or like helping me see things a different way. Like Well, it's now like an opportunity of um being seen. Oh. You've yeah. offered, you know, an opportunity of of connection, which is really beautiful. That's mm-hmm. a that that's really beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Can we just talk about the wild women for a minute? Yeah. Okay. So I love you guys so much. I feel so honored that I was like let into like this incredibly beautiful group of women. I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, <laughs> it, it really is an honor. Like, so these are wildland fire firefighter wives. So, and I'm I do not fit that label right um however i've been accepted into this group of women and it is a a true true honor okay so if i can like think back to that time in my life where i had a lot of free time i I, I wasn't a mom i like i didn't have two kids i was working like i had so much time (laughs) and i spent so much just wasting it just putting down other people so that i could feel okay about myself Mm. now i contrast that with uh what oh Wild Wednesday, Wild Women Wednesday. And the conversations that are being had are like, Shelby, what's your deepest desire? What could, mm. What's something you could do? What's something we could do to support you to get one step closer? Or maybe it's one of the moms telling hilarious stories of the absurdity of being a mother. And now instead of feeling like I'm a bad mother, I am in laughter. I mean, tears because there's so much <laughs> laughter about how, the camaraderie between how hard it is to be a mom and the absurd situations we find ourselves in and it's just like so validating right and so now I don't have very much time because I so I'm in a state of life where like so many other people require of my time yeah however that time that I do give to being in community with other women that time is much better spent yeah where I we're we're all taking steps closer to each other and closer to to ourselves absolutely and so i just i mean as somebody who has been in the lows like the (laughs) lowest of this i guess i just want to say like hey you don't have to stay there there are women who want to embrace you and love you and support you and lift you up and so you know only you can take a step towards them 
you have to be ready, but like it's possible. You sure. can find yourself in connection with <clears throat> wonderful women who love you. This brings up a good point because you're taking personal responsibility. And I think that like when you start to say, okay, I really desire, you know, maybe it's just bringing awareness. Do you say often like, I wish I had friends? Mm. That's a really beautiful desire. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Like that's that's not shameful. That's like holla at you, girl. Like yeah. absolutely. And using that discernment. Like am I – Am I in safe spaces right now? Like, are the people yeah. that I'm interacting with, are the people that I'm trying to impress or, yeah, interact with? Yeah. Are Is it in a positive way? Is it making me feel better? Is it making me feel more insecure? And sometimes we have to ask ourselves, am I ready to know the answer? Yeah. Am I ready to take responsibility for my deal yeah. in this? Yeah. Some Like, there have been times in my life, like, like I look back at younger me and – you know, knowing what I know now, yeah, I wish I, I, I can judge. I can wish differently. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like my my heart extends out to this young girl. At the same time, I feel saddened how long I chose to stay in situations yeah. rather than finding liberation. And everything happens on its own timing, and the journey and the place that you're at is beautiful and it's exactly where you're meant to be but inviting awareness inviting accountability inviting responsibility brings so much greater rewards Mm -hmm. than anything else does yeah and so well Shelby think about it it cannot be done one cannot be done without the other so you cannot have compassion and kindness towards others if you do not have that for yourself and it is in the learning to like look back at that girl in the dressing room who like felt so insecure and just wanted to be loved and accepted so bad like having compassion for who I was then yeah is a thing that allows me to have to feel that and then be like oh yeah actually everyone's deserving of this so maybe instead of um, casting black magic on another woman I can have compassion for her you know if she's in a situation that, like, I wouldn't want to be in or a situation that I w- didn't like when I was, you know what I mean? Like, whatever Absolutely. that is. Like, so, yeah, I feel like it's hard to have that for other people if you if you don't look back at yourself at that time and give yourself that compassion. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you were hurting. That was scary, yeah. huh? That was really scary for you, wasn't it? Yes. And you are sparking something really deep in me where it's this idea of, so that that um that young version of yourself was lacking that self-compassion, right? Yeah. And the way that you grow and expand that self-compassion is through nurturing yourself. It's through self-care. Yeah. The way that you spend your time giving it to others. So this energy that we're talking about gossip, this like negative, you know, and and I don't mean just like saying like, oh, this woman's a bitch. I mean, like the thoughts that you're thinking. How much time are you spending thinking Mm, about somebody else? How much time are you looking at Instagram comparing? Oh, my God, look at this person. Look at how hard she's trying on Instagram or whatever the comments are that are spilling out of your mouth. 
like stopping and bringing awareness of what are the thoughts that are occupying me? How much time is spent in this negative space and how can I use that? And so when we bring self-compassion and we bring this nurturing to ourselves and we open up more time, Mm -hmm. we use less time occupying space of others Mm -hmm. and more time filling in the blank spaces within ourselves. Mm -hmm. What we do is we learn how we want to be loved. And so if you're just... You know, if you have a self-care routine, stopping and bringing awareness to the way, how am I washing my face? Okay, I wash my face for self-care. Great. I love that. That's beautiful. How do your fingers feel on your cheeks as you glide them, as you glide the soap across? Mm -hmm. Can you relax your cheek muscle? Are you noticing a tension in your jaw? Do you Mm. feel the lymphatic system as it starts to work, as you caress your skin, you know, activating this natural filtration in your body to help cleanse? Like, right? So you can make anything a mindful moment and anything can be self-care and so when you bring that self-compassion when you practice washing your face when you practice whatever self-care looks like for you and we're going to do an episode on how we think breaking down self-care can look like but the way that you combat this negativity, this gossip, this energy is through nurturing yourself. And when you learn to nurture yourself, you learn to nurture others. But you are not nurturing someone in a place of unawareness. You're going to hear that from Beth in some of her episode, you know, later coming in the season, that we mistake that we're caring for someone. And a lot of the times we're breaking boundaries and, you know, inserting our selves in a storyline that we have no right in being with all love I love you all let's just say you find yourself listening to this conversation and you feel really embarrassed about your own behaviors or maybe you're feeling some shame about the way that you have shown up in conversations in the past one thing that has been very helpful for me to make this change in Mm -hmm. my own behavior is how I talk to myself. So how I talk to myself has changed. Therefore, the way that I speak about others has also changed. And so if you are in a place where you feel like really embarrassed and maybe defensive of yourself, maybe start with an affirmation, Mm. you know, maybe start with speaking to yourself kindly and then seeing how that how that changes you, how that affects you. That's where it started for me, right? Like these small little incremental changes. And I can honestly say I'm so much happier the less that I've participated mm-hmm. in that realm. Yeah. Anyways, I'd love to know your thoughts. Yeah. Let us know through comments or, you know, slide into our DMs. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.